for this word. Father, let the spirit of wisdom and revelation come, God. Let the knowledge of you come, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit and truth come. Father, we want to hear the word of truth today. We want to hear from heaven. Father, we ask you to articulate, to bring this message that it's palatable, understandable, that your, your character and your essence and your truth will come out in this and eyes will be open because of all the disarray around us and all, all the things, oh God, that are happening in the church and all the division, God, and all the things that are grieving you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. This message is called, Judge Yes. Judge Yes. Wow, everybody knows judge not. You know how many times that's mentioned in the Bible? Judge not? Twice. It's in Matthew 7 and Luke 6. And what is the two scriptures that everybody in the church knows and everybody in the world, even that's not saved, knows? The two most popular scriptures. I bet you guys can name them in three, three tries. What's the first one? That's the other one. And what's the other one? No, no, the judge not. Judge not, brother. You see, the devil, judge not. Right? Those are the two things. I mean, if you go to a Catholic family dinner or anything and start to say something, or you start to preach, judge not, talk about something, discerning something, trying to bring up the first thing somebody. You know why they always say that? Because they live in condemnation. People in the world are already in condemnation, but those that are in Christ are free. And when Jesus tells us to judge things, it's not like that type of judgment. And I'm going to break it down really to where everyone can understand, because this has probably been preached years ago I preached this. It was called Judge Question Mark, but I'm just going to make it easy by the Scripture and understand the heart of something. Because discerning a matter is not judging. When Jesus talked about judging, He's talking about bringing judgment. So if that minister that everyone's talking about and discerning things, and they say he's going to hell, I'd be like, hey, judge not. We don't know how long he's going to live. We don't know if he's going to repent next year. You don't say that, but you still can point out what's not accurate in the Bible. And especially me as a leader, you better point out anything I'm preaching that doesn't line up with the Word. Because if you don't, then that means many people aren't because they don't even know the Word and they're deceived by the Word that they want to hear. And Paul talked about heaping teachers with itching ears. And, and God was telling me this in the shower today. He's like, well, many people um, judge their success on how big of people or how many people can gather around them or how many people uh, follow them or go to the church. But Jesus had a great multitude until he started preaching the heavy stuff. And then God said, and then how many people follow him all the way to the cross? There's about two or three left. Even his disciples that were with him the whole time took off. So if you're preaching the way Jesus preached, and you're following him all the way to the cross, and you got a multitude around you, you God says, you're not, if you got a multitude around you, you're not preaching the cross. Because nobody wants to hear that type of stuff. So he started showing me this, and he said this. Judge, like judge, is named 286 times, I'm talking about the King James, 286 times in the Bible. 
Judgment is mentioned 408 times in the Bible. How many times judge not is mentioned? Twice. And the only thing close to it, because I dissected it, was in Jeremiah 5.28, but it wasn't even that. It was a whole other thing. And what he said was, Thou art wax and fat, thou shine, thou overpass the deeds of the wicked, thou judge not the cause. He's getting mad at them for not judging the cause of why they're wicked. The cause of the fatherless. Now what? Like, like the people that aren't taking care of the orphan and the widow. He's saying, yet they prosper. And the right of the needy, do they not judge? So that was the only judge and it was the opposite, not judge, before it. No other place. But everyone says that. But God mentions judge. And God even has a whole book in the Bible called Judges. He even na named a whole book in it. And my gosh, we don't preach about judgment all the time because most people know we don't need to. But don't try to, when the minute somebody judges a matter, judge not. You know what, you know what that, that's the devil's biggest um, trick to get a righteous preacher or somebody to expose something by the Spirit to shut their mouth and make them feel like they're bad or like they're... And we're going to go into it. So let's read what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Brethren, I came to you not in excellent speech of wisdom, but declaring unto you... Now, like this came this morning, this thing in the mail. I'm not judging them because they can repent. But I can discern a matter. Is that judging? So this is what it says. You're invited. And it says, uh, you know, they do this every couple months. They'll send out, spend all this money. There's this whole thing in the church, in the religious system. It's like if you send out all these invitations, and you'll get 500, uh, 100 people might come from those 100,000 invitations. And then five of them might stay in the church. It's all a numbers game. Instead of, you know, why do they stay in the church? Might not have been God, but because we'll figure that out right here. And I'm not, I'm just trying to make anything about um, discerning spiritual matters. And if the church is God's church and he has prophets, then I think all the churches are his business. And if there are sheep and other believers getting deceived or being fed half a gospel, then I think God wants to say, say something about it once in a while. But whoa, to anyone that tries to preach the Word of God. And then he told me this this morning. He said, everybody loves to, to uh, quote Paul, but nobody really quotes Jesus. But those two scriptures all the time. How many people say, narrow is the way, brother. Broad is the way to destruction. Oh, that was out of Jesus' mouth. Not too many people. Oh, oh brother, uh, beware of false prophets. All that stuff was Jesus. It wasn't even Paul. Paul had some heavy stuff too, but then Paul was trying to, because he was trying to, so it's like, fine, quote Paul, but I'm saying don't, not quote Jesus, but the two scriptures that you love to hear. Because then if the world hears that, it's like, oh yeah, God so loved the world, I'm in the world, and he came and died for us. Hey, that's great news. No one's going to hell. That's where they leave it and then let's go on with our life. That doesn't work that way. There's a whole bunch more before that chapter and after that chapter. And there's a whole big book that we have to know. 
That's the full counsel of God. All the prophets, Jesus, his apostles, and his spokesmen even today. So what we're trying to do is understand what, where, where do these things come from. And, and there is some righteous thing about that because there's Pharisees and Sadducees in the body of Christ today. You, we, we blow on people. Oh, it's the devil. That, all that type of stuff. But what about the fruit? They don't judge righteously. They're judging by the flesh. We're going to get into that too. So it says here, what do we expect? This came in the mail t- in my mailbox yesterday, so I, that's, I just said, oh, let's take it into the... Well, you can expect someone to greet you in the parking lot. You can expect to be greeted and, and led inside. Grab a complimentary cup of coffee. The ushers will be available to help you find your seat. Wow, man, that's all. it sounds like the movie theater or Cinebistro or somewhere. And it says... Um, and in the auditorium during the service you'll experience dynamic worship that's great music and you'll receive an uplifting message about the abundant life of Christ sounds good nothing really wrong with that right but that's not what the Bible tells us to expect when we come to church the Bible says when we come together let's cast out demons Let's heal the sick. Let's preach the cross. Let's, 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 not an uplifting message, let's preach a message from heaven that might make someone repent. I mean, everybody needs to be uplifted, and hey, we can get uplifted, and we like those little things, those little uh, four-minute uplifting things about everything, but they can't sustain us when we're living in sin. They can't deliver us when we have demons. They can't do anything but the anointing can. Who want to say this? Come to church and expect the anointing. Expect the Word of God to make you hit your knees. Expect your heart to be rendered by the presence and the power of God. Expect, to, if you have any demons, to be set free. And what does all that? The cross. But see, they don't want to preach the cross because we're carrying them in. So we have mega churches all over the United States, but now someone say, oh, he's judging. No, I'm discerning what the Bible says that we're supposed to do, as Paul did. What did Paul say? Paul said, if anyone preach any other gospel, let him be accursed. Well, he just judged everyone that's preaching another gospel to be accursed. So is Paul, no, he had a right heart. He was trying to help the people. And if we didn't have that, we'd be in way worse shape. If we didn't have all the things that expose all the things that are going on right now, they would be said that they were okay. But thank God we have the foundation of these words to let us discern and see them. Plus, we have the Holy Spirit. So, if I went every day, and a lot of them do that, and they're wrong. And this minister, they got problems because God doesn't have one guy out there Nailing every heretic thing, but once in a while something comes up and God discerns it and we bring it matters to the body of Christ. It's funny that someone would say that these people, well, there's a biblical way. The first time you do it, well, you got to go privately to that person. Well, I'm talking about a mega pastor minister. Let's talk about that. Oh, you got to go privately. You don't think God sent thousands probably by now? It's been going on for 20 years, 15 years. And then now it's, it, he's exposing them on media. It's, that's in front of the church. But the church still doesn't want to see it. I mean, if you're exposed on Facebook and all these things, and, 
they, and everyone's sticking up for you, they don't, it means they don't want to see what's really there. And then you get a band of Jezebel kind of, they all say, I'm a watchman on the wall. And, I, and then I met this one lady, she's like, not met her, but she said something, she says, oh yeah, what do you mean, I call out witches. Even the heathen can call out witches. The world knows what a witch looks like. The world knows what a witch does. But God said, but can you call out a sheep, a wolf in sheep's clothing? Then you're, then you're good. <laughs> right? Anybody can call out a sheep. Oh, oh, yeah, so this lady came in. She had a spirit. We call, Big deal. What about the, 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 the wolf in sheep's clothing? No. You go wrong with a hireling. The wolf comes. What does the hireling do? It runs because it's all about themselves. But when the, when the shepherd's there and the hireling comes, what happens? He fights for the sheep. and That's what the prophets and people are doing when they're trying to expose things. Not all. There's a lot of them being used by the devil that are out there trying to cause division and discord. But then you've got to know the, the foundation of the spirit of it. You need the Holy Spirit to do that. So, I discern... What I would expect to come to this place would be good coffee, fellowship, a place to park my car. Wow. That's amazing. Now, am I, am I being judgmental? I'm going to say, why would you want to waste your time to go to a place like this unless you don't want God, unless you want to find a message that's not going to prick your spirit, that's not going to convict you, that's not going to, if you are in some type of sin or you are getting off a little bit, is going to push you back and get your heart in a place right with God. And that's why prophets and people get upset when they see these big things because there's tons of sheep that are following this and they're drinking from dead, dead waters. And then you have Ezekiel. He has a pot. And the brother, our brother in Brazil was telling about that. And he's like, they're putting dead bodies in there to so eat the dead. And he was saying how it's a revelation of people being fed dead messages, dead things all around America. And about the famine all around. Oh, but if you look, if you're judging by the carnal, see, that's the problem. Wow, it was uplifting. Your, yeah, your soul got touched. Wow, look at the charismatic of the man. Oh, wow, look at all the people. And look at all the emotions. When the emotions are gone, what's left? Nothing changes to emotions. If I don't repent and I cry, Esau did that, but he found no place of repentance. There's no change. Well, if I don't know what I'm repenting of, I might get emotional because the Holy Spirit's there touching me. Because God says if I worship, we worship Him and we lift Him up, His presence will come there. So it's not the presence that is the only thing that judges the matter. You can get the presence in the jail. We bring it in the jail all the time. God shows up. Why? Because we're lifting Him up. And there's other people that aren't. So is it actually the jail that's holy? Or no? It's us that is doing that. So, 1 Corinthians 2. I didn't come to you with enticing speech and declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I'm not, I'm not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was in you weakness and fear and trembling. My speech and my preaching was not of enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power. See, it's only the power of God that can get a heart 
a prideful man or woman to rend their heart in front of other people, period. And once you get in a practice of doing that, you don't care anymore because it's not about you anymore. That's a real first step. Most people, my God, I've heard it in these other places. Like, wow, that guy raised his hand. And they're like, I can't believe that guy raised his hands in church. I mean, that's how far it's like in the pastor raised his hand and they're like, oh my God, he's raising his hands. It was this discussion I heard with these leaders in that. And it was talked about in this kind of Baptist church. I like him. He, he, he don't care what the elders say. He lifts his hands and prays. I mean, that's the high level. Wow. I'm, I'm not joking. These are things that I'm like, oh my God. And then the thing is, you don't want to go to those places because all of a sudden you start getting messages poured out from heaven. So you stay in your safe place and it's hard to get a real good message. So God brings something by your way. And it stirs you and it pricks your spirit. And then you start grieving. And then the Holy Spirit bursts something to help us all to see. So, many people aren't seeing things. Okay. <laughs> and in weakness and in fear and much trembling. In my speech, much trembling to bring the Word of God. Not, hey! You know, I got the tidy jeans on. And everything, and they're trying to look here. You got to get the tattoos. Got to look cool. What's that? I mean, if you're that, if you're doing all those things just to get people's attention, that's flesh anyway, right? And that's what's going on too. Or you're still in the old one. You got the nice suit and everything and all that, but you're just a. It's like it's not what we have on the outside that's going to touch people. It's what we have on the inside, and if. Many people that are called aren't letting what is on the inside take over their outside, then there's not going to be any fruit of eternal life all around them. They're letting their flesh take over, and the gift of God, and whatever power and anointing they have, they're quenching the Holy Spirit and what is inside of them. So there's got to be a way of somebody being able to lead people into holiness and lead people out of the world. Not in one day. It's not cold turkey. It's a, it's a guiding. The Holy Spirit guides us in all truth. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's a process. But it's a process. Are you in the process? You have to be helped every week by being in a relationship with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Not with a man. That's going to make you feel good about sinning because Jesus came. That's not going to help me stop sinning. I need to know that I can't do that, and He has power to help me out of it. I mean, that's just basic stuff. I can't believe we're even got to preach this. But that's what God says we got to preach today. He says His speech, and, he's just talking, was pre and His preaching was not enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the Spirit and a power. Demonstration. means when Paul preached, people actually got saved. I mean, I'm not just saying... Lift your hand or come to the altar because you don't want to go to hell. I mean, I can get a whole, I mean, actually saved. There's a big difference in coming in agreement with not wanting to go to he hell and wanting to go to heaven. I can go anywhere and get everyone to say a prayer if I say that's all you got to do. And that's what basically it's come down to. But there's a whole cross. There's a whole relationship. There's a whole Bible. There's a whole thing. And then there's what Jesus says sat down and counted. If you really just study the parables of Jesus, no, but they'll cherry-pick Paul and they'll cherry-pick a couple things of Jesus and 
everything. Yeah, Jesus says He came to give us life and life more abundantly. But there's no abundant life if we're in disobedience with Him and we're in sin. So they're trying to put that, it's like trying to put a, a, like something's all infected and you just put on a bodysuit over it. It's not there. You have a look at that beautiful person. That's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees did. They put on those beautiful robes and they had the beautiful cups and they looked good on the outside. But inside Jesus was seen. So when we judge righteously, we're judging not by the flesh. We're judging by the inside, the spiritual heart. And God tells us we must do that. And if people don't, I don't have, and doing that, they're doing it, they're doing wrong. Many people judge by the flesh, what somebody looks like on the outside. They don't even understand what's on the inside. If you got somebody and they stood there and they didn't say anything, and you said, "Well," and this guy was dressed in a, in a priestly robe, he's a ex, he's a murderer, and he put on his little outfit, you know, his little Catholic, um, thing and all that. And then you got another guy. That's been delivered, and he's preaching, and and he's not, and he's got a clean heart. And you line them up, and I guarantee, in the flesh, everyone say that guy's bad, that one's bad. Oh, he he's okay. Look at him; he's in a priestly garments. He must be. That's how religious people judge things. Look at him; he's got a big TV show. Look at him; he's got a lot of followers. So he must be doing something right or he must be doing a lot wrong either way we're doing something and we need to know what we're doing is of the word of God so he said and that my face I'm still on page one how many do we have 12 12 disciples 12 apostles 12 12 24 judges around the throne, 12, 12 tribes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. 12 pages. We're on two. All right. How bit we speak wisdom among you that is perfect, the wisdom of the world, nor the princes of this world, that have come to naught. But I speak to you the wisdom of God, and the mystery is the hidden wisdom of God, ordained before the world unto God our glory. Which one of the princes of the world had knew he would not have even crucified the Lord of glory? But it is written, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, was entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them who love him. Now we can get into, we know, you know, we can go all day and just pick this about loving God. Jesus explains exactly. You say you love me and you hate your brother. You don't love me. You're a liar. He says and you can't say you love your brother and... And you love me. And then he talks about, um, you say you love me. Well, if you love me, you obey me. Oh, thanks. If you love me, you obey me. And you keep my commandments. Then the law people say, well, you go, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. His commandments. His commandment for is love. So if you walk in the Spirit, you don't have to be worried about, because you're not. if you're walking in the Spirit, you're not going to ever break anything. So you keep life simple. Strive to enter in the straight gate. And you... To walk in the Spirit, that means the minute your heart's convicted, you repent and you're back in the Spirit, and then you can rightly judge things because you're in Christ. People in religion, 
They want to judge everything. And under the law, they want to judge everything. The church is wrong. Then this is this and this. But they're under the law. So, they're judging by the flesh. They're judging by their own. They're not judging by the Spirit. So watch. Because God says this. But God had revealed unto, the, unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man, which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. And don't we have that in us, right? So we should know it by now. That's why we grow in maturity. You might have it all, but you might not be in relationship to the wisdom. So that's why even Jesus himself, the Bible said, Jesus himself, grew in stature, in favor with man, and in wisdom with God. He didn't have, because he had to understand, because he was fully a man, but he had fully the Holy Spirit inside of him. So he had to come, his flesh had to come in submission to the wisdom of God, to the knowledge of the Word, and to his identity of who he was, and of his purpose is the cross. And he had to relate that to all of his disciples and to us today, of what it is to be a follower of Christ. And there's no way to understand how to be a follower of Christ unless we're coming in communion with the Spirit of Christ. Because the Spirit of Christ is the Spirit and it's the Word of God that renews our mind because we've had, and even Jesus grew up with the Spirit, still had to have His mind come one with the Word. And He was the Word, came flesh into all the months, but He had to grow in that wisdom. Because God, he, he had wisdom among, at 13 years old, He was sitting in the temple. He could probably out-teach all the teachers. But He was still growing more. It wasn't enough yet. And He grew. Because God could say, well, 21, that's a good age, strong. You could walk further. You know, you're not 30 now. You know, you're getting up there. But God picked a certain time, and it was 30 years old, or whatever, right around then. And He started... His ministry. He was still Jesus the whole time. He was still the Savior. When He was born, His name, one of His names was Emmanuel, God with us. So why is that? Because God's timing and the Spirit of God. And that's what God wants to do with all of us is let the Spirit of God overtake our, that we would have the mind of Christ. So you got people with a worldly carnal mind Always coming against people with the mind of Christ. And that's the division. You can get together in a building right here, but until we all submit to the spirit of truth, then there's going to be division because somebody wants, if something's not true and something is true, the people that is true are not going to submit to a lie, and the other ones might end up having so much pride, they won't admit that they're wrong or they won't try to seek God. And then division happens, or debate and argument. So we have that all the time. Instead of people just saying, you know what? But people that know that they know that they know, they're not going to let go. And until we know that we know that we know, we shouldn't talk. Because when we know that we know, we'll know. Because we'll die for it. We know that we know Jesus is sin, right? In the beginning, before we got saved, we said, ah, is this? But we had to believe, and then our eyes were open. And we know, we know when we're first Christians, we're like, oh, I can't do this and that. And we're like, oh, no, I can eat this. 
now that I know because I saw it in the Word, the Holy Spirit bared witness with me, and now He's shown me God Himself, so now I know. This is, that's what I say, Paul's doctrine. Well, was it wasn't Paul's doctrine, it was the Holy Spirit, but Paul got things before other people got them. And hey, wait, man, what are you talking about? And there were things that happened in the book of Acts where they were both all wrong, and no, there was an argument. You said, okay. But then it came to be determined through the wisdom and through what? Maturity that, hey, we don't have to castrate Gentiles. Whoa. Why do we even have to talk about that? Because it was a subject that was... But when it comes to subjects that we know and God has baptized us in it and showed us, we're not going to let anybody steal that from us. And that's what ends up happening. And then people... And you want to, you bring that truth to them, and then sometimes they're not ready for it, or they want to resist it, because it's not what they heard in church their whole life. Hey, judge not, but wait a second. They don't preach every week. The judge not people never preach, judge. So you're going to hear that message time and time and time and time again, that when anybody ever brings discernment on the matter, it's not God. Because you've been... They call it indoctrinated. So that's why we need the clean word of the word of God to enlighten us, to open our eyes and to open our hearts, to guide us into all truth. And the word of God judges what is not right. We don't go around looking for wolves. Wolves will show up. Wolves will appear. Wolves want to be seen by men. Wolves want... Things that the Bible comes against. So if you know the Holy Spirit and the Word, you don't really need a man to tell you what, unless you're being deceived and God's got to raise His prophets up because you're following one or two or you're one yourself. It doesn't matter. Because if you follow your own way and your own Word, you, you become at least a goat. Because before anything, you know, Judas was not, you know, someone says, oh, well, he was, it was prophesied. Well, I, I said this time and time again. Because so was Jesus. He said, well, this is my son. Obey him. Jordan, Holy Spirit comes on. And then he says, he's well pleased with them. Well, if he, if he didn't know he was going to go to the cross, you think he said, I'm well pleased with you? So we, we need to see ourselves in the Bible as well. What do you mean? Well, you're either on one side or the other. And the problem is when we're not walking in the Spirit, we can have the enemy, not, or am I going to heaven? Am I going to hell? But when we're doing the right thing, and we're in the Spirit, and we're bearing witness with the truth, we know that He's talking to me. But if we're living, uh, and we don't know Him, and, 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 and then God comes with personal prophecies, that you know are for you. And, and that'd be, someone say, well, this is for you and you and you. Jesus knew that cross was his. And now we need to know what ours is. So what I'm saying was, well, everything Jesus did was also prophesied because God is not in time. He, he, I said this before, he made a movie and now he's just waiting till the end because he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and then the first and the last. So religious people don't understand that Jesus could have said, all right, let's switch the script. Judas, do you understand what you're doing? Shake him. Stop this. You're going to go to hell. Jesus could, he's like, it is already written what he's going to do. 
I can't change it even though I have power to because it's written. So we, even though we have power, we can't really change what is written. The awesome thing about the Bible is in vague, God didn't say, your name's not there. Jesus' was. It was easy for him to see what he's supposed to do. But we need to see our name where we need to see our name. Right? It doesn't have your name, but it has your name all over it. It should. It's our identities in the New Testament. So, what I'm saying is, if we see that, then we know those promises for us. There's always, if you do this, if you follow me, and if the Spirit bears witness, so you don't care what other people say, oh, he's not of God. Who cares? They said Jesus wasn't of God. But he knew who he was because he saw it in the pages. And he also knew who he was. And his mother told him, by gosh, who he is. And then he did a miracle. I mean, he must have known who he is when he turned water into wine. Because basically, that would have, I mean, that, I mean, that's a miracle he did right in the beginning. Before he even went in the wilderness. Wow. So, why? Because he knew who he was. So let's see right here. And none of the princes of the world knew they would not have crucified him. See, they didn't have that. If they would have known that, if they would have known what was right, they would have left him alone. They would have said, let him grow of old age. Because then he would, because they didn't see him because they were blind. And they might not see you because they're blind. And it, just because the majority of people don't see you and say things, you can't listen if you're of him. The one scripture says that they might not know you because they've not known me. And because you don't know me, you don't know my father. Because if you known my father, you would know me. And you say, if you know Jesus, you'd know me. But I'll give you one thing. In the beginning of my walk, you get a lot of prideful things. And all of a sudden, God will humble you. And especially your heads, you know what? The more wise you got, the quieter you get. And your immature wisdom in early years, you're like, Wow. Because remember, God said, you know everything already. That's all you're ever going to know. Because the minute you think you know everything, God stops showing you anything else. Why? Because he, doesn't, he wants us to be like Jesus. He could have proved himself so many times. When they took him in front, he just kept silent. Because the Holy Spirit wasn't saying anything. Then at times he said something. So people that are spirit aren't there every day on a bandwagon trying to point out every devil in the church either. It's a big difference. But the minute you do it, they throw you in the pack with all of the other ones. But God just did that for the sake of something or someone. So we got to get into the deeper, mature things of God. So he says, God has revealed them by his spirit. The spirit searches all things and the deep things of God. For he, no man, knoweth the things of a man, but save the spirit of a man. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world... Remember, now we say this, right? Hey, no, no, no. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What are you saying? The Holy Spirit in you. Because before I got born again, I had the spirit of the world in me. You don't realize a lot of people are in the church with the spirit of the world in them. And they're trying to direct the church. Or they're trying to show you what scripture is by their carnal mind. And it's bringing division because of immaturity. And all the babies want to hear that because why? Because... It's easier. Oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this guy because he doesn't tell, you know. They didn't say, well, I want to follow them because, well, know what they said when Jesus spoke? Wow. He speaks of one with authority. Even the demons are subject to his voice. 
And we're all called to walk in that same authority as Him. But if your doctrine is not right and you can't, you don't understand and you don't, are not standing on truth, you're not going to have much power behind what, what and who and what you're doing. How many know when, the minute you're in condemnation or you sin before you repent, last thing you're going to do is tell someone else what's right or wrong. Why? Because you know you're full of it. Until you feel the righteous are bold as a lion. Until one day you might not feel righteous because you're under condemnation of the devil because you've done some things and you said some things and it's time for you to get righteous because of Jesus. We're all right. It's His righteousness, not ours. But if we're walking out of Him, we can feel that all the time and it's a hard place. So then what do we do? We come into the pack of judge not because we don't want to be judged because we know if we were judged today... Woe is us. But the minute you start walking right, it, sometimes you can get very, and a lot of people get very, because it's easy to do that because the boldness of the righteousness of Him. So sometimes God, when you get too bold or too, you think you're too righteous and then you become self-righteous, then sometimes you just fall because God's wants to, you know, I'm not saying fall, like start serving the devil and doing, you know, um, worshiping the devil i'm talking about just things in your life and say wow you know get a hold of your flesh you know and it gets a hold of you anger bitterness whatever things you struggle with in your life and then all of a sudden come it's sometimes the grace of god to get you back humble to god so you can get righteously bold and learn hey you know what woe is me i just saw and this is all part of the cross of the relationship with jesus so judging a matter so now he who has received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, we might know the, know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not the words which are man's wisdom teaches, but... See, there's too much man's wisdom in the church. But with the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing... You can say comparing, judging, right? Comparing is judging. Uh, red apple... You know, um, judge which one. You know, it's a comparing spiritual things, judging, spirit, testing. You're testing something. You know, there are different words that they use in the Bible. And it says that we're to test the spirits. So you've tested the spirits, you know the spirits, then you claim this person's got a spirit, and then you're judging. But see, it's how are you doing that? Is it to help people see or is it because you really have a and it all comes down to the heart and not the words of man's with the holy ghost teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness unto him neither can they know them because they are spiritually discerned that's another thing discerned and if you looked up discerned, what would it be? What does the definition of discern mean? Judging, right? To, 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 this is that and this is that. And my gosh, there's no way to get saved unless we judge what's right and wrong. We all have to judge what's right and wrong. Every time we go out the door, we're judging something. And you're discerning, hey. And you're testing, hey. So... Judge not lest you, but what, we got to get into why he said that and what is reason. Because yeah, Jesus doesn't lie. And what he said, he meant. And what he meant, we're going to get into. Just laying the foundation. For God who has known, who, and, and, and he says, but he that is spiritual, oh here it is. 
judgeth all things. All things. All things. Not, I mean, can I eat this? Yeah, it's okay. Should I eat this? Probably not. Hey, I just judged. Can I eat it? Yeah. Should I eat it? No. Okay. Is that person of God? Yes. Is that person not of God? No. You don't have to judge him. You don't have to send him to hell. You just say, hey, you just judged. You love. You don't. And then you know what the things you're not supposed to do because you're continuously judging by the Spirit. Well, now do I go and do this with this person? Oh, now they want me to go to an abortion rally. Now, how much love do I show? Do I really suck into that? You say, hey, you know, you, there's things you don't do. Oh, but you can say, I'm going to an abortion rally because someone might get saved today. That's what they'll always say, the, the religious. Well, Jesus, you know, Jesus went to that. But I was saying, Zacchaeus, he went to his house. Zacchaeus was in the, in the tree hungry, open heart, ready to get saved. So he went. And, he sh and because they were open. I guarantee you this minister that went to um, uh, Lady Gaga premiere on Cyrus Radio started preaching the cross and repent. He would have been beat up, thrown out of there. Jesus didn't get beat up, thrown out. He left with people following him. Big difference. He went when he was led by the Spirit. We always want to take our own scriptures out of and put it in our own context of how we want to see the Bible, then people discern something, and then all of a sudden, judge not. No, we're not judging the person going to hell yet because he still has a chance to repent. But I'm telling you, if that situation or another situation or another situation, if that's a leader in the body of Christ and, I, and I'm a prophet, I'm going to point something out because if that's right for him, then it's right for this one, then it's right for the baby sheep, and then everybody's following the wrong way. So be careful. And they say, well, look at all the good. No one's looking at all the good. We judge the good is good. But let's judge what's of error and not of the Word of God too. Not judging the man. A lot of people do that and they need to be careful. Because that person that's judging them, God's going to judge them for all the little things they do. But discern and exposing and pointing and preaching is not judging. And if it is judging, it's righteous judgment. It's judging a matter. And that's why God gave us wisdom to judge a matter. For who has known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him. Who? But then it says, but we have the mind of Christ. If we have the word of God renewed our mind. Paul's talking to mature Paul's not talking to, to the carnal church. He's talking to him that is spiritual, judges all things, but he is judged by no man. And Jesus even said, I judge no man, but if I did, my judgment is true. But then Jesus did judge, but he was talking about, he didn't come to bring sentence on unbelievers at that time. Jesus did not come to say, oh, she's going to hell, she's not, he's not. He came to show the way. God will judge everyone at the last day. He came to show us the light. He came to be light and darkness. Yes, He came to be light and darkness, but He didn't come and hang out in darkness all the time. He went into darkness. I'm going to be preaching this because there's another message God's given me about going into something. 
You have to come out first. Worldly people want to go in the world. They never left it. What kind of light? You have to actually leave something to go in it. You can't be there and be religious and say, well, I'm doing this, but not even being different. Do you see what I'm saying? Jesus commanded the disciples. Why? Because he took the twelve and he baptized them. He saved them. He blew his spirit in them. He called them. He set them apart. And then he said, go into all the world. And then Paul said, we are not of this world. We are in this world, but not of it. We're always in the world. We're already going. I go out today. I'm in the world. Now, did Jesus say, now everyone infiltrate every dark place? No, he said he'll send us out. But we don't. Okay, for example, God can send you anywhere. Into prisons, dark places, into drug houses, fine. But the thing what they do is they, they fellowship, they don't bring conviction, they almost do all the things together, but they might not smoke the crack, but how many people are going to go to a crack house for 10 days or every week, every Monday, and hang out in a crack house, but never pull anybody out? Or never, and, and, and honestly, you ain't going to hang out in a crack house more than once or twice, because... People that don't want God, and there's a bunch of demons in there, and if you're not called to go in there, they're going to beat your butt unless you come in agreement with it or an affiliation. What am I saying? What I'm saying is, no one is getting high, wants to hear some preacher in that unless they're ready to repent. The last thing you want to hear is all the wrong you're doing, and the gospel that has the full measure of Christ is not just heaven but hell too. And the gospel will ruin your high, and... The last thing it is, is, and that's what people go and scream in front of abortion clinics and say, you're going, that doesn't work either. There's a way we do things, and it's by the Spirit. Everything's by the Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? And people say, well, I used to do that. Well, if you're not ready and called, and you start hanging around that, <clears throat> and that's something that used to bind you, if you're not on your game, you might end up taking a few hits and going home and repenting. Say, well, I tried. God's not going to put you in that kind of environment until you're ready for it, first of all. That's why He sends you. But people say, well, I have a passion for this because I was this. Well, you're just coming around the spirits that were that. It's funny how Paul didn't even, God didn't even send Paul to the spirits of the religious spirits. He sent them to the Gentiles that had less religious spirits because he would, it was a stronghold in his life. And then people always say, well, that's my ministry. But it's like, and people say, well, I have, I have a ministry or I have a gift. I have a deliverance ministry. Show me that in the Bible. Deliverance comes to authority and we all have it. Oh, because they don't understand. Oh, I have a, a healing gift. So do we all. It's Jesus. So it's like when we start to have our own little thing, we're, we're just separating ourselves really from the body. It's, it's really deep, but I'm not preaching that today. Okay. He, okay. One is condemning, one is discerning. One is of the flesh, one is of the spirit. It all has to do with the heart. Look at the woman caught in adultery. Jesus did judge the situation. He actually judged the, the judges. He said, judge, my, judge her. Why? So let's read it. Everything Jesus does talk about is the source. Why? I see notes. Why? Why did you do that? What is the big deal that you have to expose that person? What is your intentions? 
Because if it's not righteously and if it's not out of love and truth, then it's really, and a lot of people say, I know this and this, and they're out heretic hunters, and a lot of good preachers are called in their little heres heretic little camp, and they become an enemy of God as well. Truth without the Spirit and truth without mercy is demonic as, as anything else. John 8 says, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives and early in the morning came again to the temple and all the people came unto him and sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees, so here's Jesus having this little Bible study. Some people that wanted to hear. And of course, you know, or you're having your own little, you know, I've seen people that, and I go back and say, when did I get friends with the, I'm not even friends with these people. What are they doing on my page? <laughs> Always the ones that are really like, where do they come from? And then you're like, because I got an open page. I was like, oh, they're not even my friend. They just want to come and say, you know, something to try to bring confusion when the truth is being exposed in love. And a lot of people come on. I don't have, you can't shut down everyone because people are growing in maturity. Not everyone does everything the right way. It doesn't mean they're, they're totally 100% wrong. So you got to discern that too. <laughs> it's discernment all the time, man, is everything when you're a Christian. And he says this, said unto the master, the woman was taken in adultery. And the Pharisees, the Pharisees took the woman taken in adultery and went and sat her in his midst. Then they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Here's Jesus, minding his own business. Here come the Pharisees, caught this woman, probably one of someone she knew, they probably she probably had a schedule, and they knew. They said, well, we'll just... Something they've probably been letting happen anyway, because all of them had sin, right? Some of them might have been doing stuff too with... Who knows? Everyone has speculates. Who knows? But obviously, it wasn't about the woman. It was about him, Jesus, right? And most of the time, it's not even about the thing. It's about you. They're wanting to attack you, the messenger. You, the one that is righteous. You, the one that's walking in boldness and truth. Moving in power, whatever it might be. And then they said this, Master, this woman was taking adultery. Oh, we got him now. She's, he's going to have to stone her with us. And he said, The law of Moses commanded us that, we should, that she should be stoned. But thou, what do you say? And this said, Them tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his fingers he wrote on the ground. And as though he heard them not, he was ignoring them. He was waiting to hear the Holy Spirit. Wisdom. Should I say anything? What should I say? You know, should I just walk away? Should I? And then he got, he waited. And what did he do? So then they continued asking. And he lifted him up himself and <laughs> said unto them, He without sin among you, let him first cast the first stone at her. Boom, he just judged. He said that you all have sin. He didn't directly say, you're a sinner going to hell, because then he would have been wrong. But he discerned and he judged the matter. And he also judged her. He discerned. He knew she was guilty too. He knew. But he didn't, he didn't judge her to condemnation. See, that's what people do. Oh, that preacher is going, how do you know? Next year he might repent, might get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Might, whatever. See, that's where we have to stop. That's where the people don't stop. And they're condemning people that they have no business condemning. And then themselves is not perfect. 
Big difference, and it's all about the heart again. So he said, and he continued asking and lifted himself up and said, Without sin, and he that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. And then again, he stooped down. He wasn't even worried. He stooped down. My God, the woman was right there. He could have got stoned too in his head if one of them didn't have sin. But he was very, very bold about what he knew in the spirit. <laughs> right? If he was judging by the flesh, well, I don't know if they got sin. They got robes on. They're carrying big books. They're always pointing out everybody's sin. I would, who would think they, would, they should be perfect? Oh, but Jesus didn't worry about it because he knew their hearts. He was discerning the heart. He judged their heart. And he knew it was full of sin. And he says, Then he stood down to the ground and he said, In which heard he being convicted by his own conscience. Convicted by their own conscience. So their own conscience was still working. There wasn't even a chance. God didn't sear any of their consciences because then it would, he would have been evil. He gave them all a chance. He, you know his heart? Jesus was hoping they all would come just next to the woman and say, forgive us too, because we're sinners too. No, they were self-righteous. Their sin didn't matter because of who they were. Right? But Jesus said it did. So what happened here? Then one, one of the biggest elders, and even one to the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman. Oh, they're gone. And he said unto the woman, Where are their accusers? Had no man condemned thee? See, he didn't say, they all judged her. He said, no man condemn you. So when Jesus, now watch this. She said, no man, Lord. Because what is he talking about? Judgment. Judgment. Last word. Only God gives it. The final judgment. We, judging and thou shalt not judge. Big difference. Judge means that's it. This person's done. Right? That, there's no hope. And people judge us all the time. They're ministry of the devil. They did one little thing wrong. Judgment. No. Wait a second. What? A, now, time and time and again, it's one scandal and another scandal, then this, and, and then prophet after prophet trying to show something. Don't judge. It's like, wait, don't you think God's trying to say something here? And then the ones are getting so, because they've been so rejected and so persecuted by the judge not phony Christians or whatever, they start to get bitter and angry because nobody's seeing what they're seeing and they got to watch themselves. Because they can end up right in the place with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Like that. So there's a time to stop, recuperate, go pray, get out. And you can only learn that through growing in the Spirit. And it's a long process. The more you get, people say, why do you say? Sometimes you'll say something, sometimes you'll ignore them. Sometimes you'll take a comment down. Like, Why did you take this? Because it was just one God wanted down. Because you're not going to get your way and, and preach your little message under my message and try to piggyback to get your point across. And now I'm going to, this is, you know, this is God's page. It's not, the Holy Spirit leads something, you know. It's not, it's not we have this, this thing on social media like this, these bylaws of things. 
Well, Holy Spirit led to do everything. And you'll see those type of spirits leaving situations and dropping their stones. You need to have the wisdom of God in all things that we do. And he says, And Jesus lifted himself and saw that no woman, and saw that the woman and said, Were that condemn thee? No man, Lord, neither I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. So he said she was sinning. But he didn't bring judgment because he said, I didn't come to bring judgment now. I've come to save the world and to seek and save that which is lost. And I came to give mercy and truth. And to you, Pharisees and Sadducees too, but you don't want it. That's what he's trying to say. So, Jesus judged that she was sinning, but he didn't hold it against her. Why? Because she was repenting, humble, sorrowful. Right? Now, I guarantee you, if, I, I'm, I'm not trying to rewrite the Bible, but let's just think about, because by the discerning of God's heart and by the Word of God, the Pharisees brought this woman. This woman was so full of pride, she danced in there and said, well, they do it too. And then she said, and I'll do whatever I want. You think Jesus would have forgave her? No. Know what he would have done? He would have just said, y'all have your messy little party, and he would have walked away. He would, he would resist the proud. The woman was, right? She was convicted. She was sorry. She was embarrassed. She was, and, I, and, Jesus, and Jesus was like, and you're not going to use this woman to get your little, and he turned it all around on them. You see the difference? But it's not that he didn't judge. He knew that she was sinning, but he didn't hold it against her because of her heart. And he's not going to hold sin against people if, uh, in the last day if they don't repent. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But when people are repenting, and humble. That's why the key to wisdom and knowledge and, and, and knowing God is humility. So, she went away saved and he said, sin no more. So he gave her a commandment. Now, a minister can be sinning, going doing something like that. And some people say, or even just post it. Oh, you guys, over and over. Well, it's been judged. The words that have been speaking isn't the counsel of God. The character of it isn't the fruits of the Spirit. And also, it's not just one thing. God is ex not... Because if the person just had one thing, there's no way God would protect them if their heart was right. You guys got to discern by the Spirit. So we're to judge these things so we're not deceived. Why do we judge things? So we don't get deceived. Satan can come in here dressed up as a minister of righteousness and a Christian come up dressed up like the devil. Both of them can come up here and say, say the same message, preach the same message, and would you be able to know the difference? You need to discern. <laughs> the same message, but there'll be something about the message. There'll be something in the message. There'll be something drawing you to them, or there'll be something drawing you to your flesh, or something drawing you to the world, or something enticing you to not pick up your cross, there's always something that we have to do. So, then, I can come in here, dress like the devil and all that, and I preach this, she'll be like, I don't care what he looks like, I know that was God's voice. I know His Word. I know the heart of what the, the, what's coming out isn't about 
anything but Jesus and getting people set apart and empowered to walk the Christian life, right? So it's not what we look like on the outside or what someone's ministry looks like or how many, much money they have. It's about what they say and do in a lifestyle. Not just one time because people make mistakes. I might be off when our preacher said something wrong. My God, in 10 years, I might, God might have told me I might have repented. 10 years later, especially revival breaks out, I'll be quoted from 19, uh, 2000, two, 2010 on YouTube, and they'll say it was just now, and they'll put it, look what he said. See? And then the guy was like, I don't care. And the world will be all jump on it because they're trying to attack. They're just attackers because that's what they're doing in the, the devil's doing with people supposedly being Christians. But a lifestyle of walking this way, it should be easy to discern. And people can't even discern who's preaching from Jesus and who's not. And that's, that's scary. It's scary. Prosperity gospel, this gospel. I mean, whatever gospel, if it's not the gospel, it's not... You can preach half a gospel, but it's not the gospel. If you leave out the one half and preach only preach the other half, it's false. Am I right? It has to be because Jesus is the full counsel. You can't preach about one thing and not talk about the other. You can't teach about grace and not and not and not talk about uh, the the other things. Okay, you can't. Let's just make it simple. You can't preach about hell only and never talk about heaven, and you can't preach only about heaven and the glory and not talk about. Yeah, it's 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 a gospel, and it's and it's sound. And he says this, and no man, Lord, and she lifted up, and I don't condemn you. And he spoke unto her, and saying, I am the light of the world. And he that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but you shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Now they're back again. I mean, really fast, huh? Thou bearest record of thyself, and thy record. And thy record, thy record is not true. Now they're judging him. That's what they do. No. Jesus answered and said unto them, Thou bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know when I came and whether I go. Do you know where you come and where you go? That's the key. I cannot tell whence I come, whether I go. You cannot tell whether where I came from or where I'm going. Why? You judge after the flesh. That's what he's telling them. He didn't judge after, but Jesus judged. Because he's a spiritual man. He's a spiritual being. And he's the Bible, Paul even talked about it. Jesus said, you that are spiritual judge all things, but you are judged by no man. And he says, if I, if I did judge, because he's spirit, his judgment is true. But I'm just not here to do that right now. That's what he's saying. If I did judge, I could call down Lightning bolt on all of them right then. He could have killed all the Pharisees, right? And he says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Now I bear record of myself. And he says that um, whether I come, whether I go, and you judge after the flesh, and I judge no man. And yet, if I judge, my judgment is true. Oh, here it is. For I am not alone. Are we alone? No. But I am, I and the Father... I am, but I am the Father that sent me. Remember, Jesus says, if they you go into a house and you preach and speak to them and they don't receive you, 
It's not you, it's, it's him. So now he's saying we're one with him and God, the whole Trinity. So basically, and that's what he's saying. Now you're like Jesus and you got religious Pharisees coming and you got to say, pray for her. And you know that, you can say, hey, fill her God, for Holy Spirit. Because she's came, he's the altar, the cross is the altar. And she comes humbly, you know in your heart, you're discerning. She's, you could say, hey, God's not going to judge her. She's repenting. The Pharisees and Sadducees, they judge uh, uh, exactly what they see in the flesh. Quick judgment. He says, yet if I judge, my judgment is true. So what judgment is he talking about? He's not, he just discerned and judged the spiritual matter. He's saying judgment, condemnation, death sentence. This is it. This is the end of it. It's over. He's not there. To, he never did that when he walked the earth. But he's going to do that at the last day. And he said, It is written in your law that testimony of two men is true. For I am that bear witness of myself. And the Father sent me, beareth witness of me. Then said unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered and said, You know me? You, not know, you don't know me nor my father. And if you have known me, you would have known who my father is. You would know my father also. These words, Jesus in the treasury that he taught in the temple. No man laid hands on him, and his hour was not come. Then Jesus again said unto them, I go on my way. And you seek me, and shall die in your sins. So he just judges them again. If we say a minister's sin is in sin, judge not. No, he's just, he's not condemning him. I'm not saying, he's in sin, and it's over. He's, you know, going to hell. That's what he's talking about. So look what Jesus does here. And he says, you guys following? Yeah. Okay. Shall seek. And then, said, okay, he says this. And Jesus said unto him, Thou seek me and shall die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he said, Whether I go, you cannot come. And he said unto them, You are from beneath. Wow, he's, ju he's judging, right? I am from And he's telling them they're not going to go where he's going. That's the type of judgment. You are of this world, and I am not of this world. Now, who are, are we of this world anymore? No. I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins, for if you believe not that I am he. See, he's giving them a reason. We can say, hey, if you... Don't repent, you'll go to hell. We can, we can say that, right? We say, if this person continues to do this, they could possibly go to hell. We love to use that word possibly because Jesus didn't have to say possibly because he knew who he was and what he was talking about. Because he said, if you die in your sins, well, who is the only, what is the only way not to die in our sins? Jesus. We can even have, it's a hard thing, right? So nobody can really judge it. If you die in your sins, that means... Your sins are still there unless you believe in me and receive me as the Messiah. That was promised in there. And if you read Isaiah and he's trying to tell them and they still didn't see him. So what is he saying? In other words, you can continue to follow the law, follow Moses, and follow your, your, your legalism. But until you receive me, you're going to go right where your fathers went and you're going to hell. Jesus basically told them that. Oh, but he didn't judge them yet. He gave the opportunity, 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 right? And who knows how many of them... Repented after the cross. We don't know. You can't 
tell by just a few scriptures. But I tell you this, Jesus judged every matter he came into because he said, you have a devil. So what is he doing? He was discerning spirits. I mean, he had to discern. This one has a devil. This one doesn't have a devil. And my boy, a Christian does that. It's in trouble. Oh, brother, be careful. Judge not. No, we're not judging. We're discerning. Because judge not lest you be judged. And you say, you're going to hell. Wait a second. You just sinned yesterday, Jesus. Like, what are you doing? That's not your job. And understood not to, for his sake, but of the Father. And he said unto Jesus, lifted up the Son of Man. And he says, nothing of myself, but the Father who has taught me. I speak these things. And he sent me unto you. And the Father had left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. And he spoke these words, and many believed on him. Why? Because he's preaching the truth. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you will be my disciples indeed. Well, there's a, there's a clue. Right? Wasn't just believe that there's a, that God so loved the world, anyone that believed on him. Because he says a lot of other times more. So, you know, and they were, they were also scribing what he was saying. You know, what if the guy just fell asleep real quick? Oh, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son here. Leave on him. And, and he woke up and he's like, okay. And he had some more he said. <laughs> or a, a, one of the pages flew out of, the, of his paper. I'm just saying. Because, right? And it's, oh, God's everything that God wanted in there. Is written. Yeah, everything is written in there. I'm just trying to make an example. Because there's, Jesus said the things that he said and did would be not enough books to contain them. So what else was in the books that we don't even know? You can only get them by the Spirit in your heart right now. And he says, many believed on him. And he goes, I feel like I'm losing you guys. You guys awake? All right, one person, everyone else is sleeping. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Who is the truth? Jesus. They answered him and said, Abraham's seed, and never into bondage in any man. How sayest thou that you are been made free? Jesus answered them and said, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. How do you become a son? Being born again. And if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that Abraham's seed, and you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. Why do they want to kill him? They don't want the word. Why do they want to kill you? They don't like the word. Why do they want to shut you up? They don't like the word. I speak that they which have seen my father, and you do also which the things that I've seen... Of, with your father, now he's saying who their father is, my God. And they were the religious leaders of their time, claiming to be a followers of God. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto him, Then if you were Abraham's children, you would know the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham, you do the deeds of your father, and they to him, be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. So now they're calling him a liar. He says, you don't understand my speech because you cannot hear my word. Understand, people won't be able to hear your word. Do not waste your time. He even goes later in Scripture says, Do not throw your pearl before a swine, lest they trample it. I had so many people 
trying to throw all this stuff because they know something. They waste their whole day because they're not led by the Spirit. They're led by the letter or led by their compassion to want someone to know it. And soon you realize that it's no matter how much compassion you have, if it's misled, there will be no fruit and it's a waste of time. It says, your father is the devil and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. <clears throat> and he bowed not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When thou speaketh the lie, he speaketh of his own. And he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which you convinced me of sin. And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is, is of God heareth God's words. You therefore hear not, because you are not of God. Boy, what you tell somebody when you're trying to not listening to the word? Then Jesus answered the Jews and said unto him, Say, we are well, art a Samaritan has, and has a devil? Jesus answered and said, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and you do not, you dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory, therefore is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily I say unto you, if a man keeps my sayings, he shall never see death. Then he said to the Jews unto him, Now we know that he has a devil. Abraham's dead, and the prophets are now they're carnally thinking, trying to figure it out. And he says, This message never tastes death. Thou art greater than I, I am, thou art greater than Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets that are dead. Maketh thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, and whom you say that he is your God. That's what they do. They don't honor Jesus in the truth, but that oh, Jesus loves me. I'm in a relationship with Jesus. Like, but but you don't hear that. You don't listen to the truth. You condemn the truth. You you attack the truth. You come against people that are trying to expose. Right, and then all of a sudden, because what? They don't really know him. Because if they know him, then those words would bear witness with the spirit in them. It's very risky business these days. Because many people claim to be Christians, but they're not Christ-like. Or they're Christians, but they don't know the Word. And they, they renounce it. Or they cherry-pick it. Very dangerous. And he says, you have not known Him, but I know Him. Jesus can say that. And He wants us to know that too. So if you say you don't know Him, you're not judging them. You're speaking truth. If someone doesn't know Him, People around them should know that they don't know them. And if they don't know that they know him, and sheep are being deceived, and there's humble people that think they know him, they need help to see. And that's what we're called to do. So I know him not, and I shall be a liar like you. But I know him, and keep... Now he called him a liar. And I keep his sayings, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and saw it, and he was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art... Not yet fifty years old, and has seen Abraham. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Before the Jews was the church. Before all the feasts, Jesus was the reason they were feasting. Before anything, God had, was in heaven. That's so deep. People think Christianity started with Abraham. People think that 
the Bible started with Abraham. The Bible started the minute God said, let there be light. When we worship these ideology things, we try to bring Judaism in the church and all these different things. And it's all stumbling blocks to our freedom in Christ. And he said that before Abraham was, I am. So what's greater? The Holy Spirit in you or the book of the law? What's greater? The new covenant or the old covenant? Both of them were there for the, from the beginning. Then took they up stones to cast him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them. Look, when Jesus said judge, it was out of context. Matthew said, he says, judge not, here it is, judge not lest you be judged. For what judgment you judge, you shall be, be, um, you shall be judged. And what me measure you meet, should measure again. And why behold the, the mote in thy brother's eye, and cannot consider the, the beam in your own eye? So, we got to discern what type of judgment we're talking about. Discerning is not judging. They, judging is this person is not of God because they made one mistake. You make tons of mistakes. Discernment judging is of God. This is fleshful judging. Hey, look, he doesn't pray before he eats. Well, where's that in the Bible? So that you're judging on something that you, 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 you got uh, um, indoctrinated in. Bible never says pray for your food. Only time it said pray for the food if it's been sacrificed to devils. So religiously we pray for food because Jesus lifted it up and said, bless it one time because he needed a miracle. Hey, if you got one piece of chicken, maybe pray for the food. But all these are traditions. So people don't start doing somebody else's traditions like who I'm talking about, like the, you know, the people that are doing the feast and all these things. They start judging you and your freedom in Christ, then he says, let no man judge you in holy day and feast and all these things. But they do that. Those are the ones Jesus is talking about. Those type of people. Not those type of people that are judging and discerning a matter by the Spirit, like we all are supposed to do. Every time I listen to something, I have to judge. Is that from God? I have to discern. So why? Because that's my job. And, and if you're a five-fold minister, if you're a prophet then you also need to be speaking things that God has you that you're judging generally in the church, openly in the church. If something's going on and many people are following the wrong way, someone's got to say what is of God. Not condemning the soul that's deceived or the wolf, but exposing it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's simple. But all of these, all these people that are in the same, because why? They're at Jezebel's table. So he says the same measure to me. So if you're judging somebody, hey, they ate pork. I believe that that's a sin. It says, touch not the unclean thing. Well, that was, people were posting that. I'm like, what? Now that's like, if you eat pork, now you're a sinner. I'm like, touch not the unclean thing. I mean, you're talking about eating at the table, the tables, the world is now the unclean thing. <laughs> the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, it's way beyond a piece of meat. So they start judging someone. That's the judgment Jesus is talking about. 
He says, you strain at a gnat and you swallow a camel. But you do this, you watch rated R movies, you curse, and you do this thing, but you're judging this guy because he's eating a piece of pork. How dare you? All right? That's, that's the type of thing that he's talking about here. And he say unto them, Thy hypocrite cast the beam. Hypocrites. He says, give that thing that is of the dogs. I'm, I'm going to skip all this for the sake of time. But there's some really, towards the end right here, he talks about, I, ha I can't skip it. I have to do it. Sorry. But I'll skip a little bit. He says, enter the straight gate. Wide is, and broad is the lead to destruction where many go that way. Many go that way. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there that find it. So why do you think you're supposed to have a mega church? If few there are finding the narrow way, then if the majorities and Jesus said, woe to them, always speak well of you, let them speak bad of you. But there's something that doesn't line up with this thing, and it takes discernment of the Spirit, doesn't it? Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're rational. You have to judge. You have to judge. You can't just guess. Ah, they look like that. You have to discern. And then God give us, gives us a gift of discerning of spirits. And many people are judging the wrong people at the wrong time, and they're totally wrong because they're judging by the wrong judgment and not the judgment of the spirit. A good tree cannot pour evil fruit neither can a corrupt tree forth good fruit so then we have to judge the fruit wherefore you shall know their fruits you shall know their fruits you shall know them by their fruits and then it goes on and made Lord Lord we did this this and that and They want to find fault in the messenger because there's always a victim. A victim. The victim is how? The victim. But, do you know? What happened to them? Or what? Oh, you know what they do? Or everyone's a victim nowadays. The only... She was a victim. She was a victim and Jesus was a victim. When they caught her in adultery. He was a victim by them too. Because they wanted to. A victim. He was right. She was wrong. He forgave her. Because he didn't judge her. Because of her heart. He didn't forgive them. And he said. That when they came back at him. He, he told them what's going to happen. Unless they receive him. <coughs> so if we're living and giving mercy. Does not mean that we're condoning. We just know about the atoning. We have not judging by the Spirit, but we're judging by the law or the flesh. That's the difference. Luke 6, 36-38. You, therefore merciful, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. He's talking about a lifestyle. He's not talking about a calling or an anointing or a gift. And people were coming against the gifts of God all the time. Give and it shall be given. He's talking about a, a way of the heart. Not having a judging heart. People have that all the time. And they're worse than even the people that are, 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 are judge not people. 
then we have people not judging nothing that should be. Not judging people, nothing that should be, right? So we have this. One side, legalist or self-righteous, and on the other side, we have, who cares, nothing matters, don't judge nobody, everything's okay, Jesus died for us all, love, 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 and people are going to go to hell. And then you sit in the middle, he's like, well, if I go this way, I'm going to be on this, considered with all these wolves and sheep's love. Then I go over here, and I'm in the false love thing. Jesus, right down the narrow way. Both of them are wrong. 100% wrong. Because they're not discerning by the Spirit. Luke 7, 30-50. The Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves and not baptized. And He said unto them, Lord, whereas you shall liken unto men this generation, be like. And He talked about the children in the marketplace. Anymore, and he said, John the Baptist came neither eating and drinking wine. See how they, let's see, I'm just going to show you how they judged. Eating and drinking, and they say he's a gluttonous and a wine bibber and a friend of publicans and sinners. That's the type of judging Jesus doesn't condone. But wisdom is justified by her children. And one of the Pharisees desired him and said, Would not eat with him. And he, and he went to the Pharisee's house and he sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner when he knew that he, Jesus sat at meat with the Pharisee's house, he brought an alabaster box of ointment. And she stood weeping and began to wash his feet and with tears and wiped with her hair and kissed his feet and with all the ointment. Now the Pharisees, which had bidden him, saw and he spoke within himself, saying, This man were a, pro were a prophet would have known and what manner of woman she was. See, that was the judgment. They were judging him, saying, he doesn't know God, because why would he let this? Because in their own mind, and that's what we got going on in the religious system. In their own mind. Answered and said, he would have known this woman was a sinner. Jesus answered and he said to them, Simon, have I somewhat to say unto you? Master, say on. There's a certain creditor and had two debtors. One owed five Pence, another 50. And when the other had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will he love the most? Simon answered and said, I suppose he that he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou has rightly judged. Oh, did he judge? Rightly judged. Okay. And he turned to the woman and said, Simon, Seest thou, this woman has entered the house, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed them with her tears, and wiped her, her, my hair, with her hair my head, her head. Thou gave me no kiss. But this woman, since she's been here, has not stopped, ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou has not anointed, but this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, same loveth little. He said unto her, her sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat began to ask themselves, Who is this that forgives sin? And said unto the woman, her faith has saved you, go in peace. There you go. He discerned a matter. You can discern 
Who's repenting? Who's not? Who's coming and trying to start trouble? It's, it's easy. Jesus did it everywhere He went. That is our job to do. And the people that any, anybody does any kind of discernment, any kind of judging, any kind of um, testing of spirits, they're wrong. And that's the work of the devil to try to shut down the gifts of the Holy Spirit. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is discerning of spirits. And I'm telling you this. Does it say that we all have it? No. It says some have the gift of healing. Some have the gift of faith. Some have, and a question mark. Why? Because if God gave everybody all the gifts, we wouldn't have need of anyone else beside us. <clears throat> We'd all be road mavericks. Because we already are becoming that with our one little gift. But the gifts are for the whole body. And, and you got the religious people that don't love Jesus or the truth, infiltrating the church, camouflaging themselves as righteous believers, pushing away the gifts out of the church that's there to protect the church, and what you're doing is you're pushing God out of the church yourself. And that's what's going on. Then there's false judges in that in the church too, and only the ones that are true can discern them too. <coughs> but they're throwing away the whole bath, the baby away with the whole bathwater in this false love. It's not right. Because... God has been exposing many people and people are still sticking up for them in the name of judge not. We are to follow the righteous ways of God and His Word. And His Word became flesh and His Word is what we eat. So, it's where we get the false grace and false love from. Beware. What is the, def what is the definition of beware? Jesus said beware. Beware. Consumers, I'll say Christians, beware. This is a, let's take it from the dictionary. Beware of faulty packaging. Be on guard. Watch out. Look out. Mind out. Be wary. Be careful. Be cautious. Be on the lookout. Be on the alert. Keep your eyes open. Keep sharp. Take care. Take heed. Have care. Take it slowly. Look. Tread carefully. Proceed with caution. One place is spiritual man judging a matter, discerning a matter. Releasing truth. Another person is not in the truth or in Christ in sin. Then pointing out another sin in the spirit of condemnation. When the blind are fighting for the blind, do you see or stop seeing just because the others do not see what others don't? When most all that, that reason, for that reason they don't see is because of the lies they do see. Let me rephrase that or say it slowly. When most all, for their reason, or for a reason they don't see, it's because of the lies they do see. Right? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set free. You shall love the truth. If, you, if I speak my words and they hear my words, so they're not hearing the words, they're hearing other doctrines, or other gospels. So they become stumbling blocks in the sense of what we're, we're trying to get into this last days of the church without spot or wrinkle. So what is going on here? He's saying that when a person... It says they'll turn lies into truth. Don't you know that... And then Paul says that Satan 
will turn his ministers into ministers. Right? Means there'll be wolves in sheep's clothing, but they'll look like sheep. They'll look righteous on the outside. Can you see in the spirit? And then, but not everybody can. So they need to test, but they can discern what is of God. So they should know who's speaking of that, bearing witness in their spirit, because my sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger that they will not follow. So then you have a gift that comes from the Holy Spirit. That's his voice. If he's saying, that's this, it should bear witness, that's this. Even though you didn't see it, all of a sudden you see it. Unless you don't want to see it. <clears throat> and the problem is, Christians today, they don't want to see stuff in the Bible. They don't want to hear certain things. We're all guilty a little bit of that. The last thing you want to do if you, you, you're going to go sin is go start listening to some of Paul's Galatians 5 or 6 or whatever it is. Right? No, you turn it off and turn that on when you're ready to repent. Whatever you're doing. Right? Some people plan, hey, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm going to go. I'm not doing... And they just turn everything. They're making that joke. But you know what? They know what's right and wrong. Christians don't want to hear that that... I've been... Sowing money into that my whole life. I've been listening to that all the time. I, you know what I'm on. You know what I mean. So they have to stand up for what they believe because of pride. So what? What is that? That's a problem. Because what you're saying is, Holy Spirit, we got this, and you know I'll choose. I'll pick and choose who I want to listen to and what my gifts are in my life. When God's like, you can't do that. They're just what I have is what I have. And that's what it is. And these are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and not everybody has every one of them. And people can have a gift and use it for their own gain. Then they become something else with that gift. Then the gift is no longer holy and righteous. Then God's not even using the gift anymore. They're using the gift. So you've got to know the difference between a man, God using a man with a gift, or a man using a gift for a man. Because gifts and callings are about repentance as well. So that's all in discerning. Most of the reason is they don't, because of the lies they see, others have been eating from Jezebel's table. So if we have gifts in the body of Christ and we're the watchmen and real watchmen, not claiming watchmen, but real watchmen, they'll see the wolves in sheep's clothing because they see past the carnal. Today the division is because of the carnal. The carnal is dividing us, not the spirit. The carnal, the carnal, the carnal. So many false watchmen calling what they see in their own understanding, but they're afraid to call out the false in the church unless it's been openly already displayed. Who's going to be the first one to call what God's saying is not right? Nobody wants to be the first, right? The forerunner always gets all the beatings. The forerunner gets all the... Paul was a forerunner. Forerunners get all the front. Then everyone follows. Oh yeah, now half the people. Now you got the forerunners bring things up that you might not have saw. Uh, someone with a gift is going to say, hey, that's not God. Wait, it's all. And then you got to, hey, wait, is it? And when you know that it's not, you don't stick up for it unless you believe what they're preaching and doing. You're not going to stick up for lies unless you're a liar. Or you're deceived. Right? So many false watchmen are calling what they see in their own understanding. (sighs) 
Everyone has a gift of discerning. Does everyone have a gift of discernment? No. Discerning of spirit? No, he would have said so. Actually, it says that we all have different portions of gifts. Why so can we be in need? So God shows what's really, shows what's really submitted to Him and to His truth. God is not the author of confusion, but rather of order. Many get God's way in false love and false unity. That's not going to help us. Because what happens? When you never hear a real prophet, you've always been hearing false prophets. When a real prophet speaks, that's not God. How can it? No, I'm not used to that. Because you've been following other voices. So you've been, you need to train your ear to follow the truth. The truth all the time. So then whatever's speaking of truth and the spirit of truth, you can easily discern what's not. But if you've been hearing watered down messages and messages half a gospel your whole life, and then all of a sudden you hear something like this, you're going to be like, it's almost like, what are you going to do? But God wants everyone to hear the word. What are you going to do? It's time to go with the truth. Right? It says to the, in the last days, but what? Many apostasy. What did he say? Many will follow teachers, will seek after teachers that will itch their ear, that will fill their ear. Many. Only few there will find it. And then they want to make it look like, well, this is the right. Look at look at the Look at the carnal blessings. And what did Paul say? About that. Content with godliness is great gain. Godliness is the great gain. Godliness, holiness, truth, the word of God. Paul had, he said, I learned a base when he, was, when he had a lot and didn't have a lot. But that wasn't what, and then people go on judging by, by those types of carnal stuff. Carnal stuff, carnal teachings, carnal followings. Million views. Wow, that must, million people, million deceived people. Wow, it's right there in the Bible. It's right there. Many will follow their ways. Few there follow. So the sign was be like, I want to find someone that nobody's watching. Nobody wants to hear. That might probably where God is. Amen. I'm serious. This is not, it's like, then Jeff said, he gave me a vision when I was in the shower of that, like right at the cross. Peter just leaving him. Boom. It was Jesus. I guess they said Mary came up almost all by himself. The cross. Preach the cross and the crowd will leave. Preach the cross and the true will. If you keep preaching the cross and people keep hanging around the message of the cross, not the cross, of the free gift of salvation cross. I'm talking about the, the, the grace of the cross in our life. The cross, the denying, the love, the... The getting rid of selfishness, getting rid of self-desires, getting rid of selfish motives, getting rid of the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, all the things that none of us have arrived at, we're all struggling with, but we're like, we know it's the right way. God, I don't care where I am on that path, I want to be on that path. Because if you're gaining all those things, then you're on the wrong path. If you're losing this life and gaining the kingdom of God, you're on the right path. And that it's very simple. And then, so, there's this, like, the abundant life of Christ. So what is what is exactly abundant life do you think they might be preaching this Sunday? Stuff? Um, 
I think Jesus was talking about the abundant life of joy, peace, and righteousness in our inward parts. When, when, when he said abundant life, he's like now, we all know Jesus now. It's like nobody really wants to die today, but if we did, there's hope because it's not over. So, or I just don't want to, I want to live like I want to live and live in a lie. And no, then you're afraid of death. Then all of a sudden you just want to believe none of that stuff's true. So live it up right now. And that's big deception. But then you have Christians live it up right now because we picked the right one. We get heaven and earth. We get this world and the kingdom. It doesn't work that way. It'll Remember I said that? It'll rip you. It'll pull you on away. So God will let you use the world to advance the kingdom. But he doesn't. So when Jesus, this is my, uh, another message I was downloading to, so I don't want to get, but in that, he was, what was he doing? When Jesus was taken. He was basically, what is God doing? He's taking the world out of us. And when He takes the world out of us, we come out of the world. It's like, we're, how do you come out of the world? We're here every day. I wake up, put on the, walk out the street, I'm in the world. He's talking about your thinking, your heart, your spirit man, your connections, your relationships, the way you think, the whole thing. Right? And that's what he's doing. But Because in the end, the deception and the Antichrist spirit and all those things will be so great. You'll think. They'll think. See, what they're believing is searing their conscience. They'll think. Yeah, so a false seer, a discernment. Oh, the pastor is preaching on homosexual that it's okay. That's, oh, whoa. Wow. I mean, you, I, I don't even waste my time with people. With, this guy's a preaching and they got the LGB. They're having an LGB, whatever that is. And. It's like, do you really got to waste your time with that? What about the ones that are right there? Just almost perfect, but they're the devil. And he's, he's saying, yeah, I mean, come on, it's right there. I mean, God created man and woman. It's like, doesn't make sense. So why would you even have to tell? Is that how bad? It's, is this how bad it is? We got to tell people that they shouldn't be there when they're to It's co-pastor is Steve and Jerry. <laughs> and Pastor and John, do we? I mean, we really got to tell people that that's, that's what they're doing. This is wrong. Finally, there was this thing that the church finally got up when the, 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 the guy married his guy, the pastor, and half the church stopped, but half the church stayed. It was on the thing. Did you read that, someone? Some big thing. It was like, and half the church, he's trying to explain. Where, really? If, why do you think, how can you be there? You didn't see the spirits? Years and years before that, it took the actual marriage at the altar to you finally say, wow, something's wrong here. That's a problem. Because we need the gifts. Not judging people, judging the spiritual things. Because we're all on this walk together. Amen? Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to, we thank you that we're blessed. We're not saying we know everything, but we want to not be deceived. God, we're not saying that we're perfect, but God, if there's anything you want to show us and show others, do it. God, we're not trying to say that we've arrived, but God, we want to be on that road on the journey. We're not saying, God, that we are the, have it all, but we want to see it all because you said we can. And you promised that we have the mind of Christ. And you said that we're in the Spirit, that we shall be, not be deceived. You said that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. You said 
all these things. And you said, beware, beware. So, Father, I, I embrace truth seekers. Father, I embrace real prophets in, in mercy and truth and love. Father God, expose all that needs to be exposed. And Father, we understand that there are many good Christians, many good real Christians that really just want the, 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 that. They just want, you know, God is good and that's it. And that is true, but that's not it. There's a whole gospel. And Father, it is your goodness that draws all men. So if we can't leave your goodness out, but we can't leave and let the wolves deceive people into, into other things, into other gospels, into other truths, and not giving the full counsel of God. So Father, help us to do this in a spirit of meekness and truth. And Father, keep us, keep us, God, from being deceived and father we thank you that we'll judge everything not by the flesh not out of a wrong heart or wrong spirit but judge everything by the spirit by the spirit we'll test the spirits not only test the spirits but we'll discern a matter and if we can't we'll trust and we'll we'll we'll, we'll trust the spirit in someone else to show us even more God, let us need one another even more than we ever have before. Father, we want people to come to church not for coffee, not for the for the comfortable seats, not for the for the for the for the concert show, but to be transformed into the image of Christ. To be transformed into in, 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 in to, pick, to learn how to pick up our cross. And deny ourselves. And you know what? It's not a. It's denying ourselves isn't beating ourselves up. It isn't standing naked and desolate. All it is is uh, is taking all the idols and making you number one in our life. It's really simple. Because <laughs> our biggest idols always, always will be is us. Love, love, God first. Father, help us to do that. In your holy name, in Jesus' mighty name, amen.